There was a day when the sons of God, Job 1 verse 6, came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. The Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and walking up and down in it. The Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. What a testimony for God to say about him. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not made a hedge about him, about his house, about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. Put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. That's what Satan said about Job. The Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that is that he hath is in thy power, only upon himself, and put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. There was a day when his sons and his daughters, talking about Job, were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said the oxen were plowing, the asses feeding beside them, Sabaeans fell upon them, took them away, yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven, hath burned up the sheep and the servants, consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, man, this is a bad day. There came also another and said, The Chaldeans came, out three bands fell upon the camels, and they carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another, said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their elder, eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness, smote the four corners of the house, and fell upon the young men. They are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And then Job arose and rent his mantle, mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Father, we want to say, I don't think I could ever live up to the testimony that I just read. But somehow, Lord, I feel like it's fell my lot to preach this thought tonight. Because, Lord, I, I believe you've left this truth for us in what most believe is the oldest book of the Bible to remind us that when you go from being the most blessed and the wealthiest man 
a family man, an entrepreneur, a businessman, to having nothing in one single day, that when everything's gone, you'll still be there. Lord, maybe, just maybe, there might be somebody standing at the crossroads of making the wrong decision. And I'm begging you tonight that somehow from yonder's world you help me to preach these three simple thoughts you've laid on my mind about this time in Job's life to be an encouragement, God, to the saints that some sinner might see that the only way a man could say and act like this and worship when everything has went wrong in his life is because he's one of your children. Maybe some sinner gets saved tonight. But Lord, whatever happens, I pray you'll be honored and lifted up and get the glory. We'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You be seated. If the Lord would help me just for a little while tonight, I want to look at three things in Job's day that he done right. I, I believe we can see that everything that he did is bound up in verse 20 where the Bible says he fell down upon the ground and worshipped. We see Job's worship is what proved his submission to the Lord in the worst day that anybody could possibly go through in their life. I feel like Job chapter 1, verse 20, we might ought to read it one more time because it's almost unbelievable. In spite of the worst news, in spite of being the wealthiest, blessed, richest man to feeling like you've got nothing. In verse 20, he worshiped God. Notice what the Bible says. Then Job arose after being bombarded with everything that he heard. He arose and didn't hit anything. Didn't look up and cuss God. Didn't get mad and quit church. Didn't blame his wife. Didn't blame the enemies that he had. He didn't even blame the heathens that, that, that took his camels and his asses. Didn't blame God, even though the servant said it was the wind that did it. It was the fire God that did it. Didn't matter how bad the news was. He arose and ran his mouth, shaved his head fell down upon the ground and worshiped. In my opinion, y'all, there's three things that I want to see or reference in Job's worship. Notice in verse 20 as we try to walk through the, the text tonight, notice the first thing it says is then Job arose. The phrase signifies that he at once, in other words, then, the Bible says, then he arose. It carries the idea, paints the picture, uh, that with the strength of his body, 
for most of us, we would have collapsed. But he got up with the strength of his body and the rigor of his mind after he lost everything and all the bad news that he got. It seems like he gained his composure. And with a steadfast mind and the strength in his body, as if saying, no matter what, I'm going to trust God, he showed his, number one, his submission to God. Notice this, the Bible tells us, and I believe the Bible says, then he arose, Job arose, and rent his mantle. When in our wisdom we can't figure out what God's doing, when we can't figure out what's going on in our life, we have to simply trust God. When we can't say anything, we can quote what the Proverbs tells us, trust in the Lord with all our heart. When it looked like he should have got up and ran, ran away from the problem, he got up and then the Bible said, he fell upon the ground. As if he got up, he arose, gave his strength, gained his composure, and then fell down in a sense or posture of prayer. He fell upon his face. He didn't stand and cuss God. That's what Satan said he'd do. He said if you take away the hedge and take away everything that you gave him, he'd cuss you to your face God. But that's not what Job did. The Bible said he gained up. He rose up in his strength to show everybody he had composure of mind. He had capacity to control his body. And he went somewhere and fell on his face and prayed. He ran his manual, his mantle. It was, I believe, a custom in that day from everything that I found. It was a sense of sorrow to rent a mantle. It's to say, God, I can't trust in anything of my own strength, but I trust in you. Somebody said, I have studied and reading, and somebody said, well, maybe, just maybe he ran his manual. He rented his mantle because of some bad thoughts that was going through his mind. Maybe he contemplated blaming God or cursing God or maybe these things clouded his mind and he wanted he resented God or had some indignation against those. Maybe, just maybe, he rent his garment, rent his mantle saying, God get those thoughts out of my mind. I don't know if that's why I do know it's a custom when you're in sorrow and when you're seeking God to rent your mantle according to Genesis 37 and verse 34 and in Genesis 37 and in verse 29 they did it as a sign of humility as a sign of sorrow but whether or not it was can I say I doubt I doubt very seriously if I myself wouldn't have thoughts come through my mind. I doubt if I, I couldn't have I wondered if I could have rent my mantle and said, God, cast the thoughts out of my mind. I don't know if you've ever been like that when you got bad news and you just wanted to tear them out of your mind, tear them out of your thoughts. The Bible said he shaved his head, he rent his mantle. It's a sign of mourning. It's a sign of sorrow. God, I can't handle it. 
I'm going to have to trust in you. It showed his submission to God. Can I say this? If when everything goes wrong and you don't cuss God, you don't blame God, you don't stand and point your finger to the heaven, but you get up with everything that you have, go to your prayer place, place that he prayed for his daughters and his son, the place that he probably offered sacrifice after sacrifice, God in those ashes, a past worship. And when he couldn't pray, hey man, he just got to the place, and we'll see it in the next verse in a minute. He said, if I'm going to do one thing, I'm going to bow my head, rend my mantle, shave my head. Somebody said, preacher, why would he shave his head? They say that it was a sign it was a picture of, of glory for the lady. And if she was to shave her head, it was considered a shame. Maybe he sat there in all of his shame as a man who needed to worship God and said, Lord, I don't feel like anything in my life is deserving of credit. I don't feel like that I have a right to approach heaven uh, but he rent his mantle and he shaved his head. Uh, the Bible said the next phrase uh, that he fell down upon the ground. He's drawing, he's submitting to God. Uh, but number two, uh, I believe in worship, he's showing us not only his submission, but his strength. He needs strength. Uh, and God will give you strength. You're going to find strength in worship. Uh, and when something happens in your life, don't skip out on church. Don't skip out on Bible reading. Don't skip out on worship. Don't skip out on seeking God. Of all the times in your life that you really need to humble down, it's when everything falls apart. He's showing us that in worship, I'm showing God I'm submissive. Even when everything's taken. Even when my kids are taken. Even when my riches are taken. I'm submitting to his authority. I trust in his will. Hey, if it comes my way, it must be of God. I'm submitting to him. But I know if I'm going to make it to see the morning, I need strength from God. That's why we worship. We submit to his authority. We trust God when everything's going different than what we expected. But we worship God because we know that when we worship, that's when we get strong. You got to worship God in the beauty of holiness. You can't come to God with wickedness in your hand. In fact, it was as if he was saying, when he worshiped God, I'm worshiping you and all of your holiness and all of your justice. And I know that your hand right now is heavy in my life, but I'm submitting to your hand. I'm humbly waiting patiently. I'm not going to cuss you. Hey, man, in Isaiah 8, 21, he prostrated himself just like Isaiah did when it looked like the world was falling apart. Hey, here's what I'm saying. When the psychologist can't help you, praise will help you. Hey man, and when the world, hey man, seems to fall apart, worship will help put it back together. 
And one would thank God when you get in trouble. Don't run from everybody that loves you. If so, what you fail, everybody falls. If you knew everything about everybody in here, you wouldn't want to sh- sit beside of them, worship beside of them, sing. But, but thank God we've got a Savior who went to Calvary and his blood washed us clean from all of our sin. We worship because he's worthy and worth Ship, is he worth anything to you? If he is, you'll worship because it's in worship that you get strength. Amen. You show him submission and you get strength from him. Hey, I know I don't deserve to worship. I don't deserve to be here tonight. You don't deserve to be here if we got honest. We, when we worship, we're showing him we're submissive. We trust him good times and bad. Bank account full, bank account empty. Health good, health bad. Ain't going to be long. He's going to be sitting there with bowls. Amen. Scraping with pot shears and getting the pus to get relief off of it. I ain't going to read preaching. I've already preached what what many say that was. It was a bad disease. You couldn't stand. You couldn't sit. You couldn't lay. I mean, everything's, when health's good, hey, man, he's going to trust. Hey, man, when health gets bad, he's going to say, praise God, I know one thing. When I can't see him, he sees me. And the good thing is I know my Redeemer liveth. He said, I went to God, we had somebody that could talk to God on our behalf. Where's our daysman? And Paul hollers back at him and says, there is one mediator between God and man. Hey, ain't you glad we live on this side of Calvary? Hey, church, he looked forward. We look back at it. The tomb's empty. He sits at the right hand praying for us. The Holy Ghost, it's not just hedged around, but lives on the inside of us. Thank God for the strength we get from worship. Amen. It shows him we're submissive. When the psychologist can't help you, praise will help. I could take time tonight if we wouldn't. I, I feel impressed to get in the altar and pray. That's what we're trying to do on Wednesdays. But check it out for yourself. Time and time again, when people are in a mess, I can't even tell you. I couldn't count them. I, I lost count of them. How many times they shouted their self out of a pout. They shouted themselves out of a mess. They shouted. They were outnumbered two to one and was surrounded on every side, ambush in front, army behind, 800,000 of them, 400,000 of God's people. Amen. And he preached and they surrounded them. And when they got in a mess, they shouted. And God whooped the crowd. And they turned in the end. They was more God's people than they was the world's people. Hey, church, the good news is you can shout yourself out of a mess. Amen. Praise the help you when the psychologist can't help you. When the pill can't help you. Amen. We see his submission to God. That's what worship does. Proves your submission. Good and bad. 
Anybody can worship when the sun's up. Are you going to worship when everything's going wrong? Are you going to worship in the good and the bad? Because the good news is you can worship bad day or good day. Everybody with me? Good day or bad day. Hey, man, I'm talking about when everything's going right, you can worship. But I'm talking about when everything's going wrong, this man could still worship. Shows his submission, shows he needs strength from God. And lastly, notice this little last part of the phrase. The Bible said, and worship. That shows his steadfastness. Job said, I'm going to worship no matter what any what happens and no matter what anybody says. He did, he did not only, notice this, he did not only worship God outwardly, but he exercised faith inwardly. In the ash pile of his pastor, I'm talking about in hope and in love and in trust of God, he worshiped the Lord. He worshiped him externally by praising him. Look what he did. He shows us in his posture that he's going to worship. He shows us in his mindset he's going to worship. And then he shows us with what he says that he's going to worship. Look at verse 21. Naked came out out of my brother mother's womb. Naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Great God, Satan said a lot of things. Satan said he's going to curse you. Satan said he's only going to worship. Amen. When everything's going his way, take it away. He won't worship. Satan found some things. I don't want to re-preach what I've said in the past. But the truth is, he did find a hedge that couldn't be penetrated. He did find, thank God, a heart that couldn't be provoked. He did find a hope that he couldn't prevail against. And when he went to Job's house, he found a harvest that he could not prevent. There's a lot going for the child of God. And the devil don't like it. And the devil can gripe about it. And the devil can say how we'd act. But we ain't him. He ain't us. And we don't have to cuss God when everything's going wrong. If the world does it, we don't have to do it. Amen. Job was submitted. Job was strengthened. And Joseph was, and Job was steadfast. And I think about Joseph. I got in my, my notes him. Didn't matter what happened to old Joseph. Man, he's going to worship God. It didn't matter what went on in, in Job's life or Joseph's life. They're going to worship God. I wonder when everything falls apart around you, will you still worship God? Had a man ask me one day, he said, Preacher, what if everybody in the church? Well, be hard. I try to keep on going. He said, what if your family quit? I said, man, that'd be real hard. He said, what if your wife quit on you? I said, man, that'd be hard. Today, I got a phone call. 
recording officer.